Hey, Melody. Hey, Peter. Drew's having meetings with important people. I'm assuming they're important people. What could be more important than us? The job yeah, that gets paid for is the default answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, despite the fact that Drew's not here, he sent me we're a We're going to carry on. We're going to carry on. We're gonna, yeah, definitely we're going to carry on. Absolutely. And one of the things that he had sent me to talk about was this idea that um, learning isn't comfortable. Discuss. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I mean, <laughs> so this is something I tell my students a lot. So it's kind of unusual, but I do have my first year writing students in the research class try to do like a baby lit review. And mm -hmm. literature reviews are hard. <laughs> they're so difficult. Um, they're difficult at any level. And I, my expectations are obviously different than like a publishable piece. Um, but they pretty much don't know what they're doing like the whole time. Um, they're like, this doesn't feel right. And I'm like, it's right, just keep going. You know, just, you know, <laughs> trust the, the outline that we made, you can do it. But they, they don't feel good about it until after they get their grade and they realize they've done okay. Mm -hmm. Because it's something they've never done before. And I'm asking them to do it and it's really difficult and they've never done it. And they're pretty much hating me that entire four weeks that we're writing it. Um, but they usually get over it once they figured out that they can do it. If that makes sense. Right. So I, I'll back up a little bit here. Yeah, sorry, I jumped right in. I was no, no, it's good, it's good, and it's 100% correct. Uh, I validate your truth. Thank you. I don't need <laughs> your validation, but that's fine. I, fair, it's fair. <laughs> uh, this is coming from something that, uh, an article, an opinion piece, but which is referencing like actual articles, um, academic articles in, in that sense, uh, that Drew had sent looking at, um, a study at a prestigious Italian business school. So first of all, we're gonna check my American sort of bias to be all like, is it really that prestigious if it's Italian? Of course it can be, get over myself. Uh, and looking at that, the students and how they rated teachers, professors in this case, basically correlates opposite to how much they learned in the class that students rated professors more, most highly were the professors who tended to, to teach the least amount of material or to teach to the test, to require less effort from the students, basically. Hmm. And that yeah. uh, my, my note is like, we can frame this different ways. Really what that tells us is that comfort is not the same as learning, which is not the same as discomfort is learning. I mean, I can be uncomfortable in a class for reasons that have nothing to do with learning the material. Right. Uh, certainly a bad atmosphere in the class can, can lead to that, or one that's not welcoming or, or feeling sort of intellectually safe. Um, however, it is true that, I think, <laughs> when we're learning material, when we're learning new things, it is uncomfortable to do so. Like, as you're saying, your students are learning to do a lit review, which is a difficult thing is a hard thing something they've never done before especially and it is painful sort of intellectually 
emotionally, you know, during those, yeah, that's those nice. four weeks. So this um, study also talks about how sometimes the most effective teachers are not rated as highly, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. I, I don't know. Now I don't know how to feel because I don't have bad student evaluation. So am I not as hard as I think I am? I don't know. I, well, this is, so the average does not give you the specific, if that makes sense. So like this is an average thing, which doesn't tell yeah. you about specific instructors. So it's not to say that if you have good student evaluations and you aren't teaching them. Um, however, I think it is important to realize that as an instructor, if I'm getting good student evaluations, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm doing all the things that I, that I should do. Right. Like, there's a case in point, uh, a friend of mine from grad school, Dawn, shout out to Dawn, uh, he was a fantastic TA. Uh, and he and I were judging that based on sort of where the average of his students fell relative to the average in the overall class. So if you look at the average score that his students got on the exams, just took his discussion sections as your sort of population and find your average and your sort of variance, like how wide it is, whatever. And then compared to the average that the entire class got on the exam, his were noticeably higher. His students wow. did better. And so he was doing stuff in his discussion section that really prepared them for that exam, helped them to master that material so that when it came time to the exam, they delivered in a way that the most students on average didn't in the, in the class. However, his, his evaluations as a TA were some of the lowest in the TAs for that class. So they didn't like him or they didn't like what he did. They didn't evaluate him well at all. But in terms of doing the service that he was there to, to get those students to, to do well in the class, he absolutely hit the mark. But yeah. his evals were crap. <laughs> I can see that. And you know how there are these stories where students come back, sorry, I'm getting a ton of emails because that's what happens. Um, come back and be like, oh, you know, during the time your class was really difficult. And you know, I didn't really like it at the time, but now I see, and it's been so much. It's been so much help in my other classes or whatever. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how, like, at the time, it yeah. is not your favorite. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And I've certainly had classes like that. Uh, I'm not, I, as someone who tends to teach classes, well, in here, I only teach classes that are not in service of a major. I'm not sure how many students. I'm going to look back and be like, well, that physics you taught me really helped me out in my art major, <laughs> whatever it happens to be. Well, um, but there are other majors that are kind of relatable, right? Well, that's well, true. I mean, it doesn't have to be about just the material either. It's true. Sometimes you can challenge students to do stuff that's not necessarily just the material. Right. Well, there's also sort of processes, like the way we do things. Uh, in in many fields, it's called, they refer to as best practices. You know, and certainly in pedagogy and education, there are best practices. And many of us don't do all the best practices, partly because you know, even if I'm aware of them, some of them just they don't fit how I how I do. If I'm uncomfortable doing it, then it's not a good way to do it. Right. Now, uh, but my first professor gig was coming out of being at the teaching and learning lab, the TLL at MIT. And so I spent a year up to my eyeballs in best practices. Like how do we design a course? How, what are the pedagogies and the things that we put into there? You know, so I came in like 
way better prepared in terms of how should I instruct to do it effectively into my first professor job. And the response from the students, um, especially at the beginning, was pretty negative. I'm asking them to, to do this. Oh like, yeah, I remember this. And they're like, they, they basically are saying you need to teach differently and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. If you go back and listen to some of our early episodes, I talk about this. Like, I was having them do like think, pair, share, answering questions in class, spending our time to in, in. Why can't you just class. lecture? Right. Yeah. Why can't you just tell us what's in the book during lecture? Why can't you just read the slides? You know, what I was doing was uncomfortable for them, uh, partly because it was so different and, and new for for many of them, and so they they were unhappy with what I was doing. Uh, despite the fact that I knew this was going to be the, the, the more, if not most, at least more effective, you know, uh, way to conduct the class. And so that was disheartening <laughs> to, be, to, to be presented like, hey, hey, y'all, I am sort of like pickled in this like good stuff. And here I'm going to give it to you and be told like, yeah, we don't like that. You should just stop that. <laughs> I didn't stop that, but it was, you know, it was discouraging. Right. Um, yeah. And I think on the learner's end, it is a lot easier to sit and listen or zone out, whichever, and read the slides or not, you know, and not have to read the book and have the person just summarize the stuff for you. That is a lot easier. There's a lot less, that. yeah, engagement is needed from me to do that. Or even if there's things which take more engagement for, for me but are not as effective, you know, it's, for me, it's like, what am I used to? You know, if I'm walking into a class and I'm used to like a lecture, sit and take notes format, and the teacher's like, everybody form a circle, everyone's going to talk today. Like, okay, uh, I am less comfortable with this. I don't want to, be, I don't want to be caught out, you know, this sort of thing. Even if the professor is not trying to do that, you know, it's, it's a change in the way that you do stuff. And that can, yeah, that is, that is uncomfortable. Like is, it, by its very nature, it's uncomfortable when you change the way things happen. And it's really easy when, for me, especially say when I was in high school with my group of friends, we, uh, we created sort of our own sort of in-group feel by kind of putting down uh, the things around us, right? Because we're high school boys. So <laughs> that's what we do, you know. Uh, and so it's, it's easy to be still in that mode, be like, this is uncomfortable. What am I going to do? I'm going to complain about it. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to create a sense of camaraderie with my peers in the class by talking about how bad the class is, um, which yeah. socially may be a good move, but academically it may not be. You know, it <laughs> sets you in opposition to the things that you need to do. Yeah, for sure. So... I guess, like, if I'm a student who's uncomfortable, how do I know that it's the learning that's making me uncomfortable? You know what I mean? Mm, as opposed to just, that's a good question. Because sometimes, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Well, so I was thinking, like, just to contextualize a little bit for how I'm understanding your question is that, you know, I mentioned there's academic or learning may not be the thing that makes you uncomfortable. So I could have a, a classroom and, uh, atmosphere, sort of environment where people are really aggressive and negative towards each other. 
Yeah. And that would make me uncomfortable. But that's not about the content or the learning. That's about the social atmosphere. So I'm thinking about your question about how can I distinguish between learning versus, say, social atmosphere? I guess that's one part. But I'm also like, there are some classes that I just wasn't great at. Mm -hmm. And it had nothing to do with the teacher necessarily, but just, I don't, I don't guess it did. I didn't think it did. Maybe I should be blaming other people. <laughs> I, just, I just kind of assumed that it was like my discomfort with, with the class was because I wasn't grasping the content um, and that I needed to work harder. But now that, okay, hold on. I'm working through this as I'm talking. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I could see how it could be really disheartening to be uncomfortable because now I'm thinking when I was in this situation as an undergrad, I just thought I was stupid or that this wasn't mm -hmm. my, my subject. And so I didn't necessarily lean into that discomfort. In fact, I would say I leaned away from it. Right. Um, and kind of was like, well, I'm not going to do well in the class anyway, so it doesn't matter because blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. I could see how that might be a defense of this discomfort. You know what I mean? Of this right. Yeah. So how do I know? Yeah, it could be, it could be the learning or it could be just some broader thing that the learning is a part of. Yeah. That is, or it know. could be some how sort you, of social. Yeah, how do you like decide to be like, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but let's make this positive instead of just like deciding you're an idiot and you don't belong in college, which is kind of like my default. Well, I think, I think step zero <laughs> is, <laughs> Do I belong here? Should I switch my major? No. <laughs> uh, yes, no, I don't know. The, the, the first step or the step zero is to not assume that you're an idiot. Yeah. Whoever you are in whatever you're doing. We'll just talk uh, about my past self, it's fine. <laughs> the, way, the way we understand how the brain works says that we don't have just like one reservoir or one shot at doing a particular subject. We have sort of a starting place and some people start higher up or farther along. Uh, but that's not to say that you can't get there. It may require, require a lot more work. Right. Um, so how do I know if it's, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I would ask that question. Right. I, I want to reframe it reframe. to say I'm uncomfortable is it, am I uncomfortable because the work is a challenge? Right. Or am I uncomfortable because of something other than the work within this class? Can I, can, is, the, is the work challenging but not uncomfortable or not challenging and not uncomfortable, <laughs> but something else is making me anxious or uncomfortable within this class? Right. You know, so, I mean, looking back on my experience, it was absolutely the content. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And... Uh, I mean, there was, there's nothing else I remember about the discomfort except for just connected to my own frustration of mm -hmm. not being able to get it. Right. I've certainly had that experience, you know, with things is like, I, I feel like I'm talking in circles or at cross purposes. Usually this is, I, in my life now is with people. So like on a committee or talking with somebody uh, that I need to work with. Be like, I know that I'm not understanding what they're saying, or they're not understanding what I'm saying, and I'm yes. uh, really frustrated yeah. with this. You know, and that's not that I'm stupid. It's just 
we need to work differently <laughs> in how, how we communicate in order to find that zone where I can understand what they're trying to say and make sure that they see that and vice versa. Yes, I'm just thinking like from, so I mostly work with first year students. And I think that for some first year students, they don't, they're not necessarily uncomfortable or dis, disrupted by discomfort because some people are just ready to step into that college level and some people aren't quite there. Um, but eventually we all reach that point. Like there's some point where you're like, or some subject, even if you're great at like nine out of 10 things, there's that one thing that just makes you go, ah, oh, I just can't do this. Um, and so I'm just trying to also think about, well, how can, how can you kind of work through that discomfort? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by part of it that I, I, I have sort of written down as a note here, no pain, no gain, which yeah. is like the most like basic, yep, I'm, so I'm basic. <laughs> Uh, that it's, but this is, you usually talk about this for sports or some other physical activity. The expectation is that I, you will go through physical discomfort to achieve success or some measure of success within that field. And that is true intellectually as well. You have to go through some level of discomfort to learn new things and become better. At something if I'm not uncomfortable like I'm not sure I'm doing this right at the bare minimum of discomfort then I'm not learning anything I'm not improving right. if if I feel a hundred percent comfortable and confident in what I'm doing I am learning nothing I've already know it you know, so if I am challenged by the material like this material is really confusing you know like what the heck is an epistemology I don't get it you know <laughs> <laughs> then, then that's good because that means that the work I'm going to be doing, trying to figure that out, thinking to it myself, talking with others, other students, the professor, that's going to lead to me becoming better and learning and understanding. You know, so I guess the, maybe the question is, are you uncomfortable because of, because you don't understand that, that material, in which case, your discomfort and your work through that discomfort will lead you to a better place. If you're considering, it's like, well, if I understood all of thermodynamics, would that change my inter my experience within this thermo course? And the answer is, no, not really. Then the discomfort is coming from something other than lack of understanding. It's coming from say maybe atmosphere in that class or the way the professor or the teacher treats you, which I guess is also atmosphere, but you know, just throw that atmosphere of the class in there as a catch all for everything different than the content. You know? Yeah. And then, but I do think it's our sometimes, so I've had students come in to be like, well, Dr. So-and-so just doesn't know how to teach. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> they've been doing this for like 30 years. So you know, maybe we should back up to see if something else is going on because I think our default is to, instead of kind of dealing with that discomfort and saying, okay, what, what can I do to get through this is to kind of like your students did this is, you're not, you know, you need to teach different or whatever, like right. you need to do this. Um, so 
trying to adapt to that. Um, and it sometimes really is not the teaching style. Sometimes it really is just flatly the content. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that if I took your physics class, it wouldn't matter how you taught it to me, I would struggle because I haven't had math in 20 years. But we get through that, Melody. B-I. But it. yes, yes, you're right. Like there's like, you're right. There's the, there's a student, there's a teacher and the content. And part, I guess part of it, part of it is like, we should, there should be some level of, um, uh, struggle self -awareness also. And, and also self-awareness, <laughs> right. <laughs> that, you know, do I, is it everything but me, right? Is it, well, I'm just not good at this, uh, this subject. Well, they're a bad teacher. Uh, am I ignoring the, the, the third part of that triad, which is, am I just not willing mm -hmm. to sit with this and try? Right. Well, and for some students, and at least for me, like, I didn't have a lot of difficulty right off, you know, right away in college. I transitioned pretty well. And a lot of students sort of hit that transition gate pretty hard <laughs> their mm -hmm. first year or first semester. They're like, wait, I didn't have to study in high school. I didn't have to do homework. And now all of a sudden, these expectations are asking me to, right? And so sometimes it's that, you know, just, oh, the expectations are more. I need right. to sit down and start thinking about what I can do so that I can actually get through the class. Right. You know, and, and to go back to sort of the physical workout analogies, like you you if you've been doing well in high school i did really well in high school and so there was a level of perf intellectual performance uh that i was used to and when i got to college i had that experience with my writing class in that i did the things that had given me success before right. and it didn't work <laughs> and i do think in retrospect looking back there was probably some level of inexperience and uh ineffectiveness with that instructor but the majority of my discomfort came not from the content and not from the instructor, but rather that I had not recognized that I, that I needed to be working harder. Right. That or I needed, differently. Or differently. Like in some, in some way, like, you know, I'd been doing some, a particular exercise routine in this analogy. And now we were going more, lifting more weight, you know, running farther, whatever, analogy we want to use and I had not been I was not prepared for that and I was not ready for that and I was getting sort of like intellectual mental cramps basically you know from not being horse. able to do it then, <laughs> a charlie horse a charlie yeah charlie horse I was I was getting although mental that doesn't happen necessarily from running but you know whatever well, I see where you're going I'm getting a stitch in my brain yeah <laughs> and I've had plenty of stitches right I mean in my brain. I've had no actual stitches, just to be <laughs> But I think it seems like whenever you're uncomfortable, um, like you're experiencing discomfort, unless you go and kind of like, oh man, this class is so hard. Sometimes it looks like everyone else in the class is just having a great time and taking their notes and acing all the exams or whatever, and that you're the only one. But that's usually not the case. Usually, if if you're challenged, other people in the class are challenged too. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, well, and we only see what our portion of it, which is the thing that's easy to, to lose track of. 
I think I told the story of like taking the final for a class I was pass failing and having done the math, I was like, I only need to get, you know, five of these questions hundred percent correct. So I'll do six of these 10 and then I'm going to leave because I don't need to spend the time on this. And this, oh, and a friend I don't being remember like, this story. This, yes, wow, let's take this discrete is... mathematics, which was difficult for me because it's either, it's either right or wrong. And then you need to either prove that it's right or find a counterexample. Like it's a bunch of math solutions. That sounds awful, but okay. Keep it was, it was, it was difficult for me, which is why I was past failing it. Cause I, cause I was like, I, I don't have enough intuition or perspective to be able to know what the right answer is. So I'm like, I'm just really moving blind here. Um, and so I passed fail the class. So I just needed to you know, literally pass the exam. And I didn't have to pass the exam. I had to pass the class so I could barely fail the exam and still pass the class. I think is where I was at. So, we so you had to do a lot of math to figure that out, but okay. But I, I was a math <laughs> minor and a physics major. So it wasn't a whole lot of math. Like it was a pretty straightforward math for me okay. <laughs> to be like, I need this percentage on the exam. I did that ahead of time. Um, so I just did the bare minimum to guarantee I was going to pass the class, left after an hour of the three-hour time slot. <laughs> My friend was like, man, you must really know discrete math. You were out of there like totally. so fast. I was like, nah. <laughs> no, I, strategic, I was strategizing that class. That's right. No, I just barely passed this class. <laughs> you know way more of this than I do. So it looked like you really knew what was going on. Yeah, I looked <laughs> awesome. I looked awesome, but I was barely <laughs> scraping by that class, which you wouldn't have known because I wasn't, I didn't look stressed, partly because I knew I didn't have to do that well. You right. Know? So don't, don't assume that everybody's doing awesome. <laughs> yeah. Assume that most people are doing about the same as you if you're having trouble. Well, and if there is someone else who's struggling or, you know, feeling this discomfort, maybe that's your study friend. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. You know, so it's, is it a bad teacher? possibly but that's hard to tell that's the other thing is that what well, and sometimes i want to kind of tell my students you're 18 and this is your you've been in college for four months i'm not sure you know exact i mean i know that you could probably say this wasn't a good learning environment for me or maybe this person didn't lecture like i wanted them to but i'm not sure that you really know enough I mean, sometimes you super know because it's really obvious. Well, yeah, sometimes you do, you know, and, and I'm not going to discount that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there are some truly not great teachers out there. Maybe one rule of thumb is like, if you are saying, I'm uncomfortable, they're a bad teacher um, because I'm doing poorly or because I'm uncomfortable, then that may not, that may not be true. If you're like, right. they're a bad teacher, here are like five examples of something they've done in class, which is like unethical <laughs> or just like disrespectful or, you know, not just like, like you're a bad teacher because this class is hard. You know, that's I'm doing, not. I'm uncomfortable doing poorly. Therefore you're a bad teacher. You might want to step that one back. Yeah. Like you're a bad teacher. If I were teacher. to get that on an evaluation, you're a bad teacher because this class is hard. I'd be like, meh. Right. That one's, that was going in the, in, in the ignore bin. Like everyone ignore who bin. reads that is going to be yeah. like, yeah, no. You know, if you're like, you were disrespectful to students, if you're like, you came unprepared, you know, don't know what you're talking about, don't know what you're supposed to be teaching. Never you know. returned papers. Never returning papers. Like usually if they're a bad teacher, there is like a laundry list of things that you can do, which are like unassailable. That was bad. Like yeah. that shouldn't be the way it's, it's happened, you know, which is sort of the opposite to the, do you have a real excuse? 
you have a real excuse, it's like one thing, there's no hesitation. You're like, I'm sorry I wasn't there. My appendix exploded. Done. <laughs> you know, if you're oh. like, here are the six reasons I wasn't there, you probably should have been there. Yeah. You know, and just, uh, whereas it's sort of the opposite. Usually if you're a bad teacher, there's like a laundry list. There's, here's the yeah. six things that I can identify that were bad that you did over the course of four weeks, you know. Right. I can see that. Versus I'm doing poorly. I'm uncomfortable. You're a bad teacher. Yeah. So we might want to check ourselves a little. Right. I mean, because part of, I mean, taking back to sort of like the impetus of this, of this topic is our students can be uncomfortable with things that benefit them. They may not always be, maybe they'll be super comfortable with some stuff. So just because you're uncomfortable does not mean that this is a better learning experience, but many of the things which people are, students are uncomfortable with, or people in general, because students are people, uh, are things which are more effective, which require more effort, uh, but then you do better in the long run. Yeah. I was just having like a, like a mid 90s, maybe early 90s flashback. You remember that show Growing Pains? Yes. Yes. So the, the theme song popped into my head. But yeah, that's kind of what this is. Like if you're, <laughs> not the theme song, but the actual title of the show, um, which, you know, is the idea that if you're growing, it's sometimes not super comfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, your brain is growing, your outlook is growing, all that jazz. Yeah, you, ha you have to do all this work. It's better than no pain, no gain, I'm just saying. Oh, fine, Melody. <laughs> I just, I don't know, maybe it was because I hate exercise, <laughs> but I'm like, shut up, get out of here with your no pain, no pain. I mean, yeah, give yourself a moment and, and to check, is it you, is it the instructor, is it the content, is it, is it something that you're just unhappy about that, or is it something that is really, truly not good? Well, and just to kind of tack on to that, um, there's such thing as being like, like to have your comfort disrupted and be like uncomfortable. Um, but if you are like really lost and you're starting to get like teary frustrated, you know, it's time to go talk to your professor. Yes. Um, so there's a, there's a line between, well, I'm not quite sure I'm doing this right. And I really have no clue what's going on, you know, Mm -hmm. um, don't get yourself to the, I really have no clue what's going on. And, and if you find yourself there, make an appointment, go see your professor, and maybe they can back that up to, well, I'm not sure this is 100%, but I think I know what I'm doing, which is, I'm fine with students feeling that way. Um, you know, because again, if you're 100% sure that you know what you're doing all the time, you're probably not learning. So if they're a little uncertain about an assignment, I'm like, it's cool, just write it, I'll give you feedback, we'll talk about it. But if they have no clue how to even start or what it's even about, they need to be in talking to you. Yeah, this reminds me of some of the, some of the stuff uh, that Drew talked about with, with high school and sort of moving towards mastery. <clears throat> We're most comfortable when we've mastered material, when you're asked to do something that you've already mastered. Uh, that's when that's when our comfort level is the highest and uh, one of the things which I'm thinking about right now is that usually the way 
my classes at least, and probably yours as well, is students are not necessarily expected to, to be fully mastering every piece while we are dealing with that piece. So they're going right. to do a, a, a lit review. They're not expected to fully master a lit review while they're doing a, a lit review portion, but they're expected to sort of move forward. So right. you never get to the level of real primo comfort on a lit review before you move on to the next piece, which is a new thing that needs to be mastered. So even if you are going to be fully mastering, which you're not, every you know, section, every topic within a class, often we move on to the next part. And so you're never spending long periods of time, usually, in a class feeling very comfortable with that material because that would mean that you've mastered it very quickly and are spending much of the time for that concept already having already mastered it. Usually we are moving towards mastery but not getting there and before you fully mastered it, we, we are moving on to the next topic. And so you always are spending this time, if, if you were expecting as a student to be like, I'm gonna learn it, I'm gonna walk away like knowing it, you're never gonna quite meet that expectation which is unsettling especially if that's your expectation. Right. Yeah, that's a good point because I usually end that writing class with a reflective piece about what they still need to learn, right? Because right, which you will, have not mastered research writing. Right. <laughs> Certainly, if, uh, you should be happy with your, with your- Progress. Well, you should, they should be happy with their progress. You personally, Melody, should probably be happy with your evaluations if they're positive because you are framing the end of their semester there in terms of, what they're most uncomfortable with yeah which well, according and, you know i just try to be upfront. you know like okay i know this is a 16-week class and i know it says college research paper that's what my class is called I'm like i actually can't teach you how to write all college research papers i, <laughs> I just can't there's too many variations right um, so there's always more to learn and a lot of them said stuff like well i still need to practice writing lit reviews yeah, you do. I'm not in your field. I don't know exactly what a lit review looks like in marketing. You know? Mm. Me so, neither. Yeah, yeah. And I try to be upfront with them about that. And I think that's also something to think about that like a class is typically just part of that learning. And like, especially, I mean, I'll put especially, I'm going to say especially because I think writing is special. Um, but like with writing, I'm only giving you a little foundational piece that can I hope help you reach the next ste step or stage right um, that it's continuing like your writing instruction does not end here other classes do not end just because the semester's over a lots of classes will pick up where that class left off so that's mm -hmm. just part of the continuation piece I guess and so like yeah maybe you're not 100% sure how to do all the research things I'm okay with that you right. should be too <laughs> Yeah, well, that's another thing that, uh, in terms of our basic theme of like learning is uncomfortable, <laughs> that usually a an expert in a field is much more comfortable not knowing an answer, yeah. at least not yet. Yeah, well, like uh, I don't know. <laughs> right, that a, a novice in the field, uh, a student coming in. Uh, for the first time or even maybe in the second or third class they're taking within that field uh, they're uncomfortable not knowing the answer huh. or not not knowing the outcome you yeah. know and so that's 
so we spend more and more time as we get deeper into a field, uh, A, of course, knowing better how to do the tasks or uh, the content of that field, but it also spend more and more time not knowing the answers to things and being like, it's okay, I, I don't know and that's okay. There's a lot I don't know. <laughs> so many things. And there's a lot that still, like, I still struggle with or, like, trying to learn new things. Like, I was telling you before we started recording that I spent the weekend at the social justice retreat. Mm-hmm. And this is new territory for me, although it's been, like, something that the Writing Center field has been into for about 10 years. I've kind of avoided it. Um, and, wow, yes. <laughs> no, I understand that. You know, as, yeah. a, as a, I think, squarely middle-aged white guy now. That I'm 40. Being a being a white guy and then sort of dealing with you know mis- misogyny and racism, right? From a perspective yeah. where the culture, my culture, that I swim most freely through is one that you know pushes these pushes misogyny and racism in ways that I don't see, and it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable to try yeah, to confront that. Yeah, and it's also that. the system that you're benefiting the most from, right? Abs- yes. Yeah. And so just kind of sitting in that has been like, this was this weekend today. So Tuesday, just, you know, first perspective, I'm still, I'm still kind of like trying to process some of that. And there was a lot of discomfort this weekend, um, just because I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Well, what's the right response, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think as someone, I like to consider myself a lifelong learner. I've almost, you know, that that discomfort spot is while it is uncomfortable it also does kind of make me feel like progress is happening if that makes sense to me it does yeah it's yeah the sticking with that and yes. even if you don't have an answer feel like i'm not just going to reject this thing right. that is uncomfortable to me i'm going to i need to sit I need with to it again a little i need to sit with it i might need to reflect i might need to read i need to do other things um right. and so when students are uncomfortable or have discomfort in my class, I'm like, nah, you'll be fine. <laughs> because I kind of, I think, embrace that a little bit in my own life, you know, like, well, gosh, this is hard, but I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get out, you know, I'm going to figure this out or I'm going to, you know, whatever. But the social justice thing is like one of the hardest things. And so I feel you students, things are hard and sometimes you don't like it. And sometimes it's easier just to not do it. <laughs> Well, that's true. Yeah, that, that, that is almost always the uh, a true answer. It's easier almost to always, just yeah. not do it. It's easier to just not do it. But you know but what I'm that saying. may not be the best in the long run, but in the current now, yes, it's almost always easier to not do something. Yeah, than to do like, something. this is like a choice for me, right? Like I can choose to engage in this topic or these topics that make me uncomfortable, or I can choose not to. Right. Um, and so for this particular thing, I actually can choose not to, but for like your classes, most of the time you have to opt in. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to be like, embrace the discomfort, um, but also know that I guess it's just a thing. Like everybody experiences it. It is a part of learning. It's not that you're stupid. No. Yeah. It's, it's new knowledge being constructed in your head. Yeah, I'm sure there's like some actual brain stuff happening. I don't know what it is, but. I mean, you need to connect uh, neural pathways that yeah. had not 
been connected before. So you're, you're literally creating new con- connections in your, in your head. Yeah. And that the more you're challenged, the more diverse things you learn, the more of those you get. And the better the aging process works, right? Because uh, uh, things okay. will start to disconnect in your brain as you get old. And the more connections you have and the more that you're constantly building in, the less of a problem that is. Maybe that's my problem. I'm old and these neural pathways are hard. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that's true. Like, you know, unlearning sometimes things that you know or recognizing things that have always been there and trying to sort of think about it in a different way. That's difficult. It is, you know, it is difficult. And it's, uh, it's the kind of thing that we don't notice and we slip, just slip back into. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, learning is hard, y'all. <laughs> learning is hard. Learning tends to be uncomfortable. And uh, yeah, that's it takes some, okay. takes some contemplation to tell whether, whether uh, that's you or something else. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it really is just the content. And then sometimes I do think I am my... I am the thing in the way. Um, but sometimes the content is really tricky and you just need to kind of give yourself some time to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having flashbacks to college algebra also. <laughs> I know everyone's like, college algebra, that's like the easiest math class. Well, as an English major, it was the only math class I had to take. Um, and I made a C in that class. I taught a couple of semesters of college algebra here. There are plenty of students for which that is a challenging course. That's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, just for yeah. them, it's challenging. Well, I mean, I, it challenged me. I feel like I earned my C, you know? Like, okay, that's cool. I think if I were taking just that class, I'd probably be okay. But when you're taking that <laughs> plus other things, it's just, it was the last thing on my list because it was, it didn't come easy. Yeah. Precisely, yeah. yeah. And it's, anyway, yeah. college algebra, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be dumping on college algebra. I mean, it's fine. It's just, it was a dark time. <laughs> All right. So, I think that's, <laughs> things, learning's hard. It doesn't mean your professor's bad. They may be bad, but it may not be the learning. <laughs> the learning may not. <laughs> We're sending from the learning. messages <laughs> I do want to recognize that there are good teachers and some, some professors are not great teachers. You know, some, some professors have cultures within their classrooms that are toxic. Uh, You know, well, and some people also um, deliver content, how it was delivered to them, (laughs) which may not be the best way for everyone to learn. Um, Right. It's okay. It's okay to be challenged and be uncomfortable. Sit with that for a bit. Okay, probably sat long enough now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, if you have anything you would like us to talk about or a question for me or anybody else, you can reach me uh, on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or send me an email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right, thanks, Melody. Thanks. See everybody next week. All right, bye. Bye.